Well, praise God. We thank God for celebration, uh, celebration of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we worship him in song and in music. To God be the glory. On this morning, we are going to be continuing in the series, Winning Strategies for the Year 2021. I feel that it is imperative that you get an understanding of a divine strategy that you might go forward in this new year to have great success in all that you do, in all that God has called you to put your hands to do. It is important that you achieve, that you have success, that you have the victory, praise God, in all areas and aspects of your life. We've said uh, previously that if you don't have a plan, that is your plan to fail. And so we we have to have a strategy or a plan as how we're going to proceed. Amen. Anything in life that you're going to have great success for, it is imperative that you have a strategy, a plan. Can you imagine a heart surgeon going in, guessing, going in to, to change things around or to try or hope in making things better? for your heart, for your anatomy, without a plan, without a strategy? And so how can we uh, think that we would be successful without having an understanding as to how we ought to proceed? Praise the Lord. And I pray that you've already engaged these uh, strategies in the areas of your life they apply to every type of area. And we're just, we've already shared a few with you, and we're going to continue on in today as we come from the book of Genesis, the very first book in the Bible, the book of Genesis, chapter 6. And we're going to be reading in your hearing verses 9 through 19. If you have your Bibles, please pick it up. And we will begin to read in just a moment. We're going to pray first. Praise God. Father, we thank you for we recognize that you are God Almighty, creator of all that is. And you, Father, are the giver of every good gift. Father, we understand the importance of knowing your will, of having a divine strategy as you would feed us, as you would give us how we are to do a thing so that we would have good success. So now, Father, I pray that you would speak to every heart every mind, every soul. Give us, Lord, understanding of how to proceed, that, Father, we shall bring glory and honor to your name. Speak now, I pray, even to my heart. Give me not only what to say, but how to say it, that, Father, you would be glorified in all. For if you are glorified, we, your people, shall be edified. And I thank you for it. In Christ's name, amen. The book of Genesis we're going to launch today there from verses 9 through 19 as found in the book of Genesis. And as I say, if you have that already, please say, I have arrived. Praise God. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. Mm -hmm. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, 
For all flesh, all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Verse 13, and God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark. And shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. Pause for a moment. Look at the strategy here. Look at the instructions that he might proceed and have perfection. Praise God. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it, 50 cubits, and the height of it, 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof. With lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. Verse 17. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant. And thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy son and thy wife and thy son's wives with thee. Verse 19. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. Praise God. And the word of the Lord is so powerfully blessed. God never makes a mistake. He is always aware of the past, the present, and the future. And so this is another reason why we can put our total and complete trust in the Lord, our God. He's an awesome God. He is supreme. He is solemn. God has the last say on any and everything. That's really why we can trust him. If God said it, it shall come to pass. If God said it, you can believe it and trust it. Now, let me deal with the story. As I said, we're teaching from the subject, Winning Strategies for 2021. The story of Noah's life involves not one, but two great and tragic floods. You say, Bishop, what are you talking about? There was just one flood. Well, the first flood was the reason for the second flood. The world had become flooded with evil and sin. Everywhere you look, the scripture is clear. Men's hearts were vile. The people were corrupt. So much ill will. They had gone so far from the will of God. Genesis 6 and 5 says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, 
and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Not only was he doing evil and wrong, but he was conjuring up, thinking of more ways that he could just do more vile and evil and contrary things. Uh, sounds a little bit like today. And so the second type of flood, as I said, was in response to the first type, which was sin and evil. That second was God literally flooded or brought a flood upon the world to destroy it. He's very clear as to why he did it, to destroy it, to start over again, if I could say it that way. Genesis 6 and 7 says, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made it. Ah. You've got to understand that everything that God does is, is holy and right. But there is something that he gives to us, man, called free will. <laughs> and so we know what is right to do. But there are times that we convince ourselves that that's not the right thing to do. Or we simply do that which we know is wrong. It is called sin. And so you know the story. God sent the rain upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. Why? To destroy man and mankind, beast and all living things. And in this time of all of God's creation, the Bible is clear. It was only Noah that remembered the Lord, that respected the Lord our God, that honored the God of creation, the God of perfection, the God of love. He honored him. Clearly, Genesis 6 and 8 says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. That means that God had favor upon him because of the way he was living, because of the way he honored and respected God. Oh, there is a reward in honoring and respecting God and the things of God. People of God, your holy living does not make, your holy living does, let me say it that way, your holy living does make a difference. Your good fight of faith and labor of love makes a tremendous difference. And that is not only in the hereafter, but even now. God sees you, God watches you, and God rewards you accordingly. It makes a difference. It is worth living holy. It is worth living pure, clean, and righteous. And so we see in this situation God's response to this severe situation was 120 years, a 120 year long, get this, last chance. See, God is a fair God. He is a holy God. He is a righteous God. God actually uh, allowed it to take 120 years for Noah to literally build the ark. I can imagine that Noah went through some things while he was working and doing the will of God. Uh, sounds familiar. While you're working 
and doing the will of God. Do people ever ostracize you? Talk about who do you think you are? What are you doing? What are you trying to prove? Have you ever been criticized for doing what is right? What is holy? Hmm. I wonder who I'm talking to today. But God gave them a 120 year long last chance. Last chance. <sighs> the ark was the covering, the protection, which literally was formed or built to save those that were righteous. <laughs> uh, the family of Noah and even male and female of each and every kind of species. God was going to do this thing over again. Noah's building of the ark for 120 years was a, get this, it was a tangible, symbolic illustration of faithfulness, obedience, and a long-term commitment to a project or to God. <laughs> Many of us have trouble sticking to a project for a day or so. But this was a 120-year-long uh, commitment to a project. How long are you willing to live for God? How long are you willing to do what's right before the Lord and you know God called you to do it, even though others may criticize you for it? <laughs> How about that commitment that you made to the Lord? How long are you willing to stick to it? And what are you willing to undergo? or go through in order to keep your commitment to God. I have a question for you. Today, we're just a, a few days into this new year of 2021. I have a question for you. <laughs> How is that New Year's resolution going? Mm, mm, mm. Pause for a moment. How are you doing with that thing you promised yourself, or you promised your mate or your children, you promised the Lord. Uh, all right, we let, let's move on. Let, let's move on. Let's move on. Remember, people of God, what I constantly tell you, and that is that God is invested in your success. He cares. He helps you. He is concerned. God is invested in your success. Hear me. It is vitally important and totally necessary that in this year of 2021, hear me, you must be mentally and spiritually strong and being confident in who God created you to be in order that you have victory in all you set your mind, in all that you set your heart to do for God. I know I say that each time we come together, but I'm saying it because it is tremendously important. You need to write it down, put it in an area of your house or workplace that you see it constantly, amen, mentally and spiritually strong people mentally and spiritually strong being and being confident 
in who God created you to be uh, is necessary in order for you to have victory at whatever you set your heart to do. Remember this. Remember this. Luke chapter 1, verse 37 says this very clearly. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Praise God. Somebody ought to shout on that right now. Uh, give, me, give me some likes. Push, push those hearts. Push, push the like buttons. Repeat it if you will. Amen. Luke chapter 1, verse 37. For with God, nothing huh, shall be impossible. Praise God. And so let's take note of the story here. This is a very significant story. We ought to go over the story and read the story and get all of the nuggets that God placed in it. Get all, praise God, of the inspiration, the revelation that is within this story. It's powerful. You've got to understand that for 120 years, ah, Noah was doing something that looked strange and odd. Why would anybody build an ark? Why would anybody build a ship and then say that I'm doing this because God is going to send rain upon the earth? It's going to rain. And my God, my God, there's going to be a great flood. You've got to understand, first of all, that the people to us, that may sound somewhat normal, but to the people of that day, it made absolutely no sense. For the word of God is clear. That until that time, there was no rain. <laughs> there was no rain. That's not how, uh, that's not how uh, the, the, the plants and, and herbs and all of those things, that's not how they were watered. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But what I'm talking about is when you say it's going to rain, it's, what are you talking about? What's rain? What, 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 what are you talking about? Why do you need a, a boat? Where are you going? What, what, what are you doing? What, this makes no sense. It, it makes no sense, Noah. What are you talking about? And and watch this, watch this, watch this. God will say, you all are sinning, but if you change your ways, God will have mercy. Uh, you become vile, you become evil, you're doing the wrong things. But if you if you repent and come back to God, he'll have mercy on you. And this, watch, watch this, watch it. What are you talking about? We've, we've been this way for years and years. Uh, you, you know, watch it. 120 years had passed before the flood came. We've been like this always. Nothing's happened, nothing's changing. But you've got to understand during that, we call it a window of opportunity. Just because it appears as though you got away with your wrong doesn't mean that you're free of it. <laughs> In the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart as they did in the great provocation, the word of God says. When you hear God's tugging, when you hear God speaking to your ear and tugging on your heart, you can't keep doing this. How many of you during your lifetime, I'll talk about me. How many of you in your lifetime have heard something that says, I, I can't keep living like this. I can't keep doing this. That is a warning from God to change your ways. But let me get into this uh, winning strategy. Number one for today. I know that each day I go to one, two, three, so forth and so on. And we have numerous uh, ones that we've already talked about. And at some point we're going to come and we're going to list each one uh, and you'll see how many we actually have. But each Sunday, I want you to write these down and apply it to your life. Apply it to your life. Number one, winning strategy for 2021. Don't be distracted. Don't be discouraged by agents of discouragement. Do not be discouraged by the agents of discouragement. I, I think that all of us have encountered 
people from time to time that it seems like every time they open their mouth, they have something negative to say. <laughs> you ever dealt with the people that first thing they'll do is they'll they'll compliment, compliment you. And then you know behind that is going to be something that could devastate you or discourage you if you if you allow it. <laughs> Girl, oh, I love that hair. The way you've done your hair. But where'd you get that dress from? What what kind of shoes? <laughs> oh, oh, you got that from pay less? Oh, I see you paid less. You didn't pay anything. I but you know, always something negative that follows something that resembles a compliment. But it's not really a compliment. It's just a setup <laughs> for the kill. Mm. But strategy number one, do not be discouraged by agents of discouragement. First of all, those are the type of people, I think we've talked about it a little bit, but those are the type of people that you need to put out of your life or put out of the sphere of those that you allow to influence you. Put them out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, you must be careful that you do not allow others to deter, D-E-T-E-R, to deter you. You know that what God has called you to do, he in fact called you to do it. Whatever it is, whether it's getting a new job or starting an entrepreneurial venture or just treating someone differently, whatever it is, don't allow that person to come to discourage you from doing what God called you to do. Agents of discouragement. Identify them in your life. Oh, this one is an agent of discouragement. That one is an agent of discouragement. Step back from them. Let them go. Hmm. I said, don't allow them to deter you. There's a difference between detouring and deterring. Detouring and deterring. I didn't say detour. You see, if you take a detour, it may take you longer to get to your place of goal but you'll eventually get there. You might get there muddy, broken, hurt, and so forth, but eventually you'll get there. You don't want to take any detours either, but you don't want anyone to deter you. Deter, it literally means to discourage someone from doing something by instilling doubt or fear of the consequences. Girl, you know you shouldn't do that because if you do, they're going to talk about you. You know, it probably, it's just going to fail. Why, why are you even doing it? You've got to know in your spirit what God has called you to do. <laughs> watch this, watch this. They may say something to you, and, and I'm going back even to the time of Noah because I can just imagine the types of things that they would say to Noah to try and deter him. <laughs> watch this. Have any of these, do, do any of these sound familiar to you? You're just setting yourself up for failure. You're just setting yourself up for a letdown. Or watch it. Here's another one. What do you think you are? <laughs> what are you doing? Think about it. You don't have to think. When God gives you clear direction and places a call on your life, you don't have to think about it. You simply have to follow his will, follow his direction, follow God's instruction. Huh. Now, here's one. Here's one. And this is, I think, very germane to uh, Noah's situation. And I feel like I'm talking to someone out there. Watch this. Watch this. 
Now remember, Noah was building an ark because it was going to rain and it had never rained on the ground before. Watch this. Watch it. Let me, let me set this up. Make sure that you understand what I'm saying. Um, you see, Genesis chapter two, verse six says this, uh, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. In other words, it never rained. God will cause a mist from the earth to come up. And that's how the vegetation grew. So why would they think that there's going to be rain coming down from the sky? It sounds like a wild guest or you're chasing a dream or what you're saying. You must be out of your mind. Did you fall and bump your head? Watch this. Watch this. So here's something that would quite possibly have been said to Noah. What are you talking about? You're building an ark. Rain? That, that's never been done before. What makes you think you can do it? Uh, like I said, do not be discouraged by agents of discouragement. You need to, I'm going to be quite blunt with you. You need to put those type of people out of your life. Oh, it's never been done before. What do you think you're doing? Watch this. Just because something has never been done before doesn't mean it can't be done. Get that in your spirit. Your victory is not derived from or predicated upon or even nurtured by the understanding or the opinions of people. You've got to know in your spiritual knower that God has called you to do this thing and then move by faith, with faith, in faith. <laughs> I believe I shared that on last week. You've got to move by faith, in faith, with faith. Or with faith, in faith. It's a faith thing. Ah, my God, my God. So do not be discouraged by agents of discouragement. Number two, I've experienced that many people allow this to take root in their lives. And because they do not cut it out from the root, it causes ruin, ruin to their dreams, to their visions. And that is this. Do not allow excess, excessive self-blame to overtake you. Excessive self-blame. Now, if you're wrong, deal with it, get over it, and move forward. But there are far too many to feel, that feel that because they failed, there's no hope for them in tomorrow. Listen to me, people of God. I, I know this is going to bless someone. Thinking that everything is 100% your fault, whether it is a failed relationship or an accident, it will affect the way you see yourself and the world around you. And so in that, you have to correct yourself. Hmm. <sighs> Stop blaming yourself and get beyond the blame. I know this is going to bless someone. 
You can't, listen, you can't always prevent bad things from happening. You didn't cause the pandemic, nor did you cause the things within the pandemic. You didn't cause that tire to become flat or whatever your situation is. Bad things sometimes happen. And I know that this could be uh, <laughs> ground for a whole another conversation, but sometimes bad things happen to good people. But the beauty of that is that all things work together for the good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. He will cause that bad thing, that seemingly bad thing, to be a victory in your future or to cause or to promote victory in your future. If I had not experienced this trouble, if I had not gone through that, I would not have known how to deal with this situation that's before me now. All things work together for the good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. <laughs> and hear me, although we are responsible for our own actions, God will forgive us. But the question is, will you and have you forgiven yourselves? Hmm. The Bible says in Romans 3, verses 23 and 24, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 24 there says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God, my God, already took care of that through his son Jesus. Receive the forgiveness of God and move on. Don't lie in your bed of, of, uh, <laughs> of sorrow because you messed up. We all have messed up. But the power in our success is that we got up from our mess up. <laughs> we got up from our mess up. Praise God. Mentally and spiritually strong people take appropriate accountability, responsibility for their actions. They recognize that they are responsible for their choices. But they also acknowledge factors beyond their control. For instance, the state of the economy, the weather, things happen. And even other people's choices many times affect us. You're not responsible for that, but you are responsible for how you respond in that situation. And I want you to understand there is only one unforgivable sin, according to the word of God. And that's found in the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 31. It says this, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. And whenever I teach on this, many times people start wondering, oh my goodness, did, did I commit that sin? Did, did I do that wrong? Chances are very great that you have not. Because had you committed that, you would have no heart to serve God. You would have no desire to seek the things of God. So you can count yourself as, as having the mercy of God that you didn't commit that. Blasphemy. It literally means, it's from the, that Greek word that means 
vilification or evil speaking, as in to speak evil of the Holy Spirit or railing, injurious speaking of the Holy Spirit. And this is why, let me share this, and I'm so grateful to God for this opportunity. That's why we as saints should not play with the Holy Spirit, nor shall we should we play around in reference to the Holy Spirit. It troubles me many times when I hear people playing and acting as in speaking in tongues. That's a precious thing. That's something that's precious, that's a gift that God has given. Don't act and play like you're the Holy Spirit. You are not. Be careful. You may be bordering or on the periphery of entering, entering into a sin that you cannot return from. Don't play with the Holy Spirit. Don't talk against the Holy Spirit in none of your ways. It's a foolish thing and a very dangerous thing. But we're talking about do not allow yourself to become excessive in blaming yourself. Get over it. Get through it. Get beyond it. Forgive yourself. If you've asked God to forgive you, then forgive yourself. Praise God. And be careful because thoughts, if you're not careful, will affect what you say. Proverbs 18 and 21 says this powerful scripture. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. My God, I'm going to give one more. That was number two. I'm going to give one more uh, winning strategy for the year 2021, and then we're going to move on. Number three, don't chase after happiness. Don't chase happiness. <laughs> Thinking you need to be happy all the time will eventually backfire. Momentary pleasure is much different than long-term satisfaction or joy. If you put yourself or seek the joy of the Lord or seek to bless and please God, you don't have to worry about Temporary happiness or long-term happiness. The Bible lets us know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. In other words, <laughs> let, me, let me make this plain. Chasing happiness. Uh, let me bring it on a different level. We're always looking for something to comfort ourselves. You ever heard that, that phrase, comfort foods? Now we get to why many of us made our New Year's resolution. I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to. I'm going to put sweets away for 30 days. Well, if it's bad for you, why are you only putting it away for 30 days? All right. All right. Let's let's move on. But we do things that give us pleasure, but no real uh, strength or growth. I'm a chocolate lover. Everybody in the church knows that I love chocolate. It makes me happy temporarily. Then I have to deal with the consequences. Mm, maybe I'll not talk about this right now, but it's going to bless someone seeking temporary happiness. Let your joy be in the things of God. Walk out your life in holiness and righteousness. Oh, I know I sound like an old-time preacher, but old-time preaching is still right. 
Praise God. Holiness is right in all of its ways. Chasing happiness. Temporary pleasure. You see, mentally and spiritually strong people are willing to put in the hard work it takes to gain contentment. They refuse to give in to instant gratification or temporary indulgence. They look for ways to build a brighter and a stronger future by creating long-term goals that will bring glory to God. And it has to do with their divine purpose. Your goals, your dreams and desires must be Christ-centered, must be aimed to please God. This is why Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What a powerful, powerful scripture. It's really saying that the nuts and bolts of it is if you seek the things that will please God, you'll have all that you need. You'll have the happiness. You'll have the joy. You will have the contentment. You'll, you will not lack you will not go want. Even the place that David never wanted to be, King David never wanted to be. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Because I seek God first, everything that I need, I've got it. Because I put my trust in the Lord, whenever I need something and I really need it, it's right there. God has provided for me. My God, the Lord is my shepherd. He watches over me. I don't have to fear for anything because I know that God not only has my back, he's got my front. He's got my side. He's got my top. He's got my bottom. God takes care of me because I seek the Lord first. In all that you're doing, let it have a point to please God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Is that thing that you're seeking to conquer, that you're seeking to achieve now, is it to bring pleasure to God? Is it to fulfill a divine purpose that God has called you to? The Lord is my shepherd. Therefore, I shall not go in lack. I shall not be without because he is my shepherd. He making me to lie down in the comfortable place. He leads me beside the still waters. Not the troubled waters, but the still waters. The calm waters. I'm not worried about anything jumping up out of the water and getting me because God leads me beside the still waters. Hallelujah. Woo. And I may have enemies, but God prepares a table, my God, for me in the presence of mine enemies. They've got to watch me. They've got to watch the glory of God fall on me. They've got to watch the blessing. They, they're going to see it. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall 
not one. I pray that you've received this word of God today and that you would take note of these things. You have no need to chase happiness. Just seek that the will of God would be in your life. Know the will of God for your life and pursue it. Amen. Don't live in that place called excessive blame, self-blame. Get over it. Get beyond it. It's holding you back. Move forward. Praise God. Hallelujah. And do not allow those agents of discouragement to trouble you. God has called you to greater things. Praise God. Amen. I thank God for each of you who have listened. I'm going to pray for you. Father, even now, every hearer, Lord God, let them be doers of this word and not hearers only, that, Father, they shall have great success to your glory and to your honor. In Christ's name we pray. Thank God. Amen.